Hello, Domenico here. I'm the editor of Cineropa.org, and you are listening to the co-production podcast brought to you by Cineropa and Eurimage. In today's episode, we are discussing the co-production of Butterfly Vision, a feature film which premiered in Un Certain Regard at the 2022 Cannes Film Festival. And to speak about this collaboration between Ukraine, Croatia, the Czech Republic, and Sweden, I have the pleasure to welcome two of the four co-producers of the film today. So let's start with you, Elisaveta. You are the co-founder of Tabor Production in Ukraine. Hello, yeah. My name is Elisaveta Smith, and I'm co-founder of Tabor Production and uh, also CEO of production and producer of Butterfly Vision by Maxim Nakonechny. Uh, we produced this film together as two Ukrainian producers with Daria Basel. Uh, she's not with us today. She, we both have uh, a documentary background. Uh, Daria is uh, w- working in uh, the most important documentary film festival in Ukraine, um, DocuDays, and also she produced uh, several uh, documentary films. Um, and it's her first feature film. Uh, for me, it's also the first feature fiction film. Before this, I was producing uh, documentaries and uh, short fiction. We came also for docu- from documentary background, and we did uh, six uh, documentary feature films and uh, four fiction short films. And uh, our films was uh, participating and uh, getting award at uh, Berlinale, Leipzig, Itfa, and um, first fiction feature that we produced as production. Butterfly Vision was premiered at Cannes. Yeah, so it's kind of creative team uh, of directors that helping each other and producing each other uh, films. And we're inviting uh, producers as Dyer Basel to join us. Uh, that is very helpful uh, and making the project much more successful, I think. So not with us today because of technical issues. Uh, Anita from For Film in uh, Croatia, maybe uh, Elisaveta, you can tell us a little bit about uh, Anita's company and how they contributed to the film. I can tell uh, that uh, Maxim Nakonechny, the director, uh, when he was producer of uh, another co-founder of Tabor and editor of Butterfly Vision, Alina Gorlova, he was at uh, Eurodoc, where he met uh, Dagmar, Anita and Mario. And after this, uh, we did co-production of Butterfly Vision. Anita Yuka is a um, Croatian producer of uh, a company that named four films and uh, they join uh, the project Butterfly Vision uh, second after Ukraine um, and they uh, confirmed uh, uh, the Croatian Audiovisual Center support. Uh, what they did in a project, uh, they did a color correction and editing in Croatia. Also supposed to be with us uh, today, Dagmar from Master Film in the Czech uh, Republic. Uh, she couldn't join uh, us today. And again, I will ask you to introduce her and um, the, the bulk of your collaboration as well. So uh, Dagmar uh, and her company joined Butterfly Vision in the third place. Uh, and they confirmed the Czech Film Fund financing. They brought a talent uh, to the film. It was a composer. Um, Jan Baban and also uh, they were doing uh, the post-production VFX that you can see in the film and it's quite powerful. The Magic Lab was doing it uh, uh, master film with Magic Lab together. So all the scenes uh, that has uh, VFX in it uh, were done in Czech Republic. 
So with us today, we have uh, Mario from uh, Sisyphus Film Production in Sweden. Tell us more about your work, uh, please, Mario. I'm a producer at uh, Sisyphus Film Production, and we're a small company based between Stockholm and Scotland. And uh, we are approximately five people working here right now. The main producers are me and uh, my colleague Ashley Smith, who are the core production team uh, at Sisyphus Film. And um, we're quite a young company, although I've been into, in the film industry uh, since like the 90s. I started to produce documentaries in 2018 with a film called Skinbirds. And uh, since then, we've made four or five documentaries. And this is our first uh, fiction project as well. So it's really fun and interesting to also do it with this amazing team of Eurodockers that we have been spending so, long, so much time with back when we did the Eurodoc. And I mean, this workshop really have helped us to forge this collaboration in these different countries uh, all over Europe and uh, have made it possible for us to, both in this project and in other projects, find solutions to financing and, uh, yeah, this creative talent and just, you know, being able to call at any time of the day and say, we have problems with this thing, can you watch this, can you do that? And I think it, this trust uh, that we built up has been really important for this film. And I think in all collaborations, basically, you need to have this kind of uh, basic trust where you can be free and open and everyone tries to solve the potential problems that comes up. And this film, I mean, us as being our first fiction has been complicated. Of course, we came on board when everyone else already had been in the project uh, before us. So we were really happy to be able to raise the finance the last finances that were missing for, for the project and uh, helped Maxim in this first debut uh, for this important film. And it's, of course, it's a crazy time when everything, uh, when the film comes out in and etc. But I guess Elisaveta will talk more about all this. All right. So, Elisabetta, can I ask you to introduce the, the story of the film? Tell us a little bit what the story is about. So this uh, story uh, came to director Maxim Nekanenchny when he was uh, editing documentary film about female soldier in Ukraine. Uh, Butterfly Vision is a story of a drone operator, female soldier Lila, uh, that coming back from exchange uh, after two months of capture. Uh, it's very hard for her to find her way to a peaceful life and to communicate with the world around and with her husband and mother. And she gets a very hard news for herself that she is uh, pregnant from the capture. This fact influences her uh, attitude to the world and uh, her communication with her husband and uh, uh, brings everything even harder than it was before. So in the end of the film, after giving birth uh, for the healthy girl, uh, Lila is uh, looking for the way uh, for herself and for the girl to live in the society uh, that is very different from what she used on the war. Mm. Thank you. 
So the the film was developed uh, before uh, the war. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the conditions and uh, well, not before the war because uh, your country was uh, already at war, but uh, before the events that eventually turned up to to what we are uh, facing today. Uh, can you tell us about the the conditions in which the film was developed and if they influenced the development of the film? Yeah, this film uh, was. The idea of the film was born to, uh, on the things that uh, were happening from 2014 when the war between Russia and Ukraine started. And uh, it's a story of the drone operator on this war, of the female drone operator on this war. Um, it happened, of course, before the full-scale invasion that happened this year, uh, but it has a lot uh, of things that we're going through now inside and uh, this uh, project was developed uh, through um, such a labs as terrar terrarium in ukraine the right retreat residency and torina film lab extended uh, we also got a ukrainian um, cultural foundation grant for developing this film where we wrote the script and made a teaser for pitching um, uh, after this we pitched the project uh, on a board meeting at Modest Film Festival, Transivale Pitch Stop, where we got Best Pitch, uh, Connected Corpus, uh, Bridges Pitching, European Work in Progress Market, uh, where we get also award, um, and uh, Odessa Film Festival Work in Progress uh, Pitch, where we got Best Pitch. So it was developed through uh, all these markets and pitches that helped us to to make this project uh, noble and uh, find partners here. Did you also raise the financing for the development of the script? Yes, we did. Uh, we we got financing from Ukrainian uh, Culture Foundation for developing the script. What is the budget of the film? Total budget of the film uh, is uh, 815,000 euros together with Yevrimash. And without Yevrimash, it's uh, 690,000 euros. So the, the, the part of Yevrimash is uh, quite consequent uh, in the budget. Can you tell us a little bit how it helped the film to become what it is today? What, uh, what did it facilitate? Uh, to be true, uh, your March financing helped us a lot because uh, without it, we wouldn't even uh, do a production stage uh, properly uh, because we got uh, financing from a Ukrainian state film agency that was uh, uh, 387,000 uh, euros. But in our budget, it wasn't enough to finish production. So Yermash really helped us uh, and we uh, did production and also a huge part of post-production uh, with the help of Yermash financing. So Mario, as the fourth co-producer of the film, what were uh, your uh, different options? What did you bring to the project and uh, what could you bring to the project uh, considering uh, the, this kind of collaboration? As I mentioned earlier, I came on board towards the end of the production while it was, you were still shooting, Elizabeth, I think. But um, I think Dagmar and Laura from uh, Czech Republic and uh, Croatia reached out and asked and told me, hey, we're still missing uh, money for, for this film. And I mean, since I didn't have previous experience with fiction film, I was not sure that 
the Film Institute will support us. Although we had these uh, documentary films behind us, um, but since I am also uh, originally sound designer and composer and come from that field within the film industry, we said, okay, let's try to apply for the post-production of sound. And uh, it worked out. And I mean, they also really liked the script. And they, I mean, Sweden also has been really trying to support the Ukrainian course for uh, many years. And so also this collaboration with Eurodoc and we that we also could prove that we have more collaborations going on, etc. that really helped. So what we basically try to bring is the possibility to uh, have a proper sound mix of the film and help the guys who did the sound post in uh, Ukraine to, yeah, to get together and uh, do as good as we could. Um, so, I mean, that's what we try to do, and I hope. They did a great job. It's a very good sound. <laughs> so, Elisabetta, over the years, uh, we always had like one major obstacle these last few years for shooting and for production. It has been COVID. And, of course, you're in this very specific uh, situation uh, in Ukraine uh, regarding the war. But has it been any other obstacle or ma major issue during the production that uh, you would like to describe now? Yeah, but it's connected to uh, to the war because uh, we part of the film is shot in the east of Ukraine, uh, Donbass. Uh, the the scene of um, getting exchange after capture, and we decided to film it there because it's um, it's uh, based on you know anyways on kind of uh, documentary research that uh, Maxim and uh, director and DOP Christina did uh, so we uh, picked uh, the location uh, but uh, unfortunately we couldn't get there because uh, it was uh, April of 2021 uh, and it was the month when Russia started to put the army on our borders and that's why our uh, military uh, said us that it's not um, safe to go there uh, and to film. So it was like first uh, sign of the war, uh, almost the year before war, uh, like a full uh, scale invasion happened that told us that it's uh, serious. So we changed uh, the uh, location. We still stayed on the east of Ukraine, but we had to change it because of these obstacles. And of course, COVID was a huge obstacle for us uh, and for me as a uh, producer, because we had to stop uh, shooting three times uh, because of uh, positive COVID tests. And uh, the first time was very stressful for me. I think uh, I even got drunk, to be true, uh, because I was so uh, stressed out uh, on the first time. But then I got used and <laughs> and we just stopped, uh, you know, stopped shooting, uh, wait, did all the tests and continued shooting. So it happened with us three times during the year. And uh, if to tell about anecdote, that was a quite funny one uh, when the main actress Rita Burkowska went to the bio toilet and she lost her hat uh, that was a part of costume inside bio toilet. And <laughs> then she came, then she came to the costume designer uh, Sofia Dereshenko and told um, Sofia, I think our department has a problem. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we didn't have a hat anymore to shoot, but uh, they just redid the shooting plan. It was okay in the end, but it's a kind of anecdote that our team has, <laughs> that our department has a problem now. <laughs> 
Uh, Elisabetta, uh, the the film um, premiered at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, what was the the response from uh, the press, the audience, uh, and um, how did the the audience re reacted to that film? Yeah, it was huge response uh, from audience on the festival, and also from the press. I think Maxim, Nakanechny uh, uh, director, was giving interviews uh, like ten, uh, eight, ten hours a day. <laughs> uh, it uh, brought a big attention. Uh, of course, it's also because of a topic that is very sharp now, and it uh, uh, kind of uh, speaks about uh, not our days, yeah, uh, about past, but it's very much uh, connected with what is happening now. Um, yeah, after premiere, I saw audience was crying a lot. Uh, that was really touchable uh, because uh, in the end, uh, film is uh, kind of complicated, but has a um, light ending uh, that gives a feeling of, uh, you know, of kind of hope and place uh, in the world. And even if it's uh, taking part uh, in the army, but it's a place of this human being. Uh, so it has a, it, it got huge response in international press and in Ukrainian press also. Does it reflect on the distribution and the sales of the film? Uh, can you tell us a little bit where the film is going to be released and uh, more or less when we will be able to see it in uh, in different countries? Yeah. So after premiere, um, it uh, uh, we already got confirmed about twenty nine festivals where it will be shown and uh, um, also it was uh, after premiere it was sold for uh, seven uh, territories uh, and also it will be four more territories our co-production countries uh, we uh, in ukraine uh, and france in ukraine we already uh, have a um, distributor uh, art house traffic and we are thinking about uh, how to premiere the film because right now the situation is kind of complicated uh, because most of the cinemas are closed there are a few cinemas in kiev uh, that are opened but uh, still we can't we can't have the same release how we would have it if uh, the full-scale invasion wouldn't happen so we plan to do it um, next year uh, the premiere and we're really thinking about um about the plan how to bring audience because uh, for Ukrainians this topic is very hurtful now and um, for them it's quite hard to uh, yeah to watch the film about war uh, when they're still inside the situation we are still inside the situation so um a while back we published a letter from uh, Daria your uh, collaborator who had to to run away from the country is it also your case and the case of the director So director Maxim Nakonechny, together with almost all Tabor production companies, stayed in Kyiv uh, during even the hardest months when uh, Russian army came uh, 20 kilometers uh, close to Kyiv and tried to come in. Uh, myself, uh, uh, I uh, went out of city together. Daria also, we were in uh, one city in uh, west of Ukraine, Chernivtsi. Uh, I went there because of my five years old child. Uh, and uh, I, because all my friends uh, were underground, you know, in the shelters uh, because of bombing, and I couldn't uh, imagine uh, my child sitting a, a whole month underground, and I didn't know what will happen. I mean, uh, now we know the territories that Russian occupies are uh, just erased, uh, and uh, 
everybody killed. I mean, people, women, uh, men, women, children. So, uh, I, yeah, it doesn't make any sense uh, to stay with a child in such a um, condition. Yeah, so both of us, me and Daria, were out of uh, Kiev, and Maxim and Alina Gorlova, editor and DOP of the film, uh, Christina Lizagup, they all stayed in Kiev. And uh, what is your situation in terms of work now? Is it um, is it still possible to to do your work, to produce or direct films? To be true, we have a very specific situation because, of course, we don't have any more financing in Ukraine for film. All all the financing in the country goes for army and for war. That makes total sense. Uh, but we're still doing films. Uh, we're doing documentaries. Uh, we, as a tabor right now, working on. Uh, Mm, on three documentaries and uh, one of them is about uh, war that is happening uh, so all the team Maxim, uh, me, myself, because I'm also film director, Alina Gorlova, all of us uh, together with DOPs uh, Vyacheslav Cvitkov, uh, Kristina Lizagup Denis Melnik going to the um, different cities of Ukraine and filming the war. Uh, the most the biggest problem we have right now is financing uh, because there is very hard to find uh, the possibility to finance the film. So for now, uh, mostly we put our own investments in uh, the filming. And for, of course, for fiction films, uh, it's not really possible to film them now, uh, at first because of financing, and second part because uh, of danger uh, to put a big team together in one place. Because when we go to shooting, we uh, having all of these, you know, vests and helmets and everything with us and everything to, uh, to survive. So uh, to do fiction films are not really possible right now in Ukraine, but we really hope it will come back because I think that Ukrainian cinema is quite um, powerful uh, artistic voices and uh, I'm very um, I'm very um, I'm thinking that in few years maybe our voices will not be heard anymore because of uh, this big war that came to us. Uh, Mario, are you staying in touch with the with the, the production companies involved uh, in the in that film? And uh, do you think it will um, give ways to new collaborations in the future? Yes, of course. Um, apart from being, uh, yeah, uh, my wife is also Ukrainian, so for us, it's been on a personal level as well. Very involved in this when we try to help friends and sisters brothers and cousins as much as we can from sweden some some are here and we help them to try to find uh ways to continue their lives you know it's very strange you you, you can't say yeah it's six months it's six years you don't know so it's complicated on that level but yes i'm in contact with um mostly with darian maxim um back and forth um also, with the Czech Republic, we have um, some projects in uh, yeah development. As I mentioned before, we have we are this team, so it's maybe we don't work on all each other's projects, but it's very easy for us to just share and talk and uh, slowly, of course, by bit by bit, find a way forward. And I hope that um, there can be a way that I can help the Tabors for more things from the Swedish side, but yeah. But of course we are uh, discussing. Um, and one more thing I want to say is also that uh, it's really inspiring uh, this collab I mean, this collaboration and this um, 
the way Tabor works in. So we are not going to copy paste, but we really try to create because we are younger compared, uh, but also try to create uh, this hub of more open and free connected uh, collaborations with artists from mainly from other countries than than Sweden, but we are based here. So, yeah. It's time to conclude this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, you should subscribe for more. Uh, Just look for the co-production podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast platform that has your preference. I want to thank Creative Europe for supporting Cineropa over the years and Eurimage for backing up this podcast for the second season in a row. And of course, Elisaveta and Mario and all the production team and the creative team of the film, thank you uh, for accepting to be our guests uh, today, even the people that couldn't join still accepted to be our guest and we send them our best wishes it was a pleasure to have you so please keep making films they are essential and we will keep watching them enjoying them and supporting them bye-bye